0: Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and I am so very excited to be joined by Corey McKinney today. He is a former foster dad, he's a two-time author, and he's a motivational speaker, and he has a wealth of knowledge to share with us as foster parents. So thank you so much, Corey, for taking the time to chat with me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that very much.
0: Absolutely. So I want you to just start by just introducing yourself. Let us know a little bit about you, um, and maybe a little bit about like your foster care journey.
1: Yeah, like you said, I'm a motivational speaker. I speak to our youth and young adults a lot about some of the hard stuff, just like gun violence, peer pressure, bullying. Um, I'm also a uh, two-time author of um, my both of my books, uh, Coach Darrell's Coach, and my new book is called Foster Dad. So uh, a little bit about myself, and um, so just ready to uh. I
0: get to it I love it I love it so much because I honestly I get the question a lot in my dms people will um, ask me you know where are resources for men who are you know foster dads like we see a lot of like foster moms and I admit like I mostly speak to foster moms it's so important that we know the resources available for foster dads what made you decide to start kind of providing some of those resources through your books
1: Yeah. Well, you know, going back to the beginning for us fostering in in the beginning, um, it was actually my wife that wanted to do the fostering. Like it wasn't really my idea. And I kind of was, you know, dragging my feet on it, you know, for a while and didn't want to do it. You know, you know, uh, sometimes we have such negative stigma and we think so negatively about um, about fostering. But, you know, it's so opposite of that. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to write the book, too, was to try to. I know there were other men out there that was thinking like I was thinking. So, you know, once, once I got into it and once I got to see what it was all about and, and then once I do something, I'm all in for it. So once we started, you know, that was all she wrote.
0: I love that. That's so so interesting because I do hear that a lot, too, as a story of like, I want to foster, but my husband's not on board yet. <laughs> so if maybe someone's out there is listening and has that story right now, what yeah. would you say to them? Like what happened for you in, the, in that shift that made you say, OK, yeah, I think we should do this.
1: Well, you know, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, you know, um, none of the kids that come in through the foster care system is in the system from no reason of their own. You know, sometimes it may be something happened with a parent or something like that. So, you know, you just open up your heart and open up your home and just say, let's give it a try, you know, just to see if you don't, if you're not comfortable, just, you know, you can try it a weekend or try it for a little while to see how you like it. But, you know, once you get in there and you know you got something to add value to those kids or whatever, uh, it's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, that's such a good perspective and I I totally agree I think once we can just open our minds a little bit and say you know what, we don't have to sign on for a lifetime we don't have to sign on for more than one placement or sibling set that's or child we just yeah. say let's try this let's try this out so I love that um what so how long ago did you guys start fostering and then what did that kind of look like for you
1: yeah uh so we did uh eight years eight years of fostering and it it, it ran from 2010 to 2018. So there was uh, probably around 40 to 50 kids over that eight-year uh, span. Uh, some of them were long-term, some of them were short-term, you know, some of them was a couple of weeks, a couple of months. I uh, had a couple that were uh, a couple of years. So it mm-hmm. kind of just ranged back and forth, but uh total somewhere in between 40 and 50 over those eight years.
0: Wow. That is phenomenal. And just thank you for doing that. Thank you for your wife for doing it. Like I just... <laughs> it's an, it's an amazing commitment. And, um, I'm just thankful, you know, for people like yourself that step up and do that. And so having had that experience over those eight years, you're like, all right, let's, let's put down some of these experiences into the book in particular, foster dad. Um, what is that book about? And what do you want to convey to people through that book?
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, it kind of an in-depth details about uh, the stories of the kids coming in and out. Uh, some of the things that we, we went through with the kids, um, and it, it kind of really gives you an inside detail on how it was fostering, uh, how it was with each individual kids, them coming in, them leaving out. There's a lot of serious stories in the book. Um, there's also a lot of funny stories in the book as well. I tried to make it to where we kind of connect with all of the emotions. Like, you know, everybody who's ready to say that, you know, I laughed, I smiled, I cried, you know, I was angry about some stuff. So it was just like one of those things just kind of make, I want you to just kind of feel all the emotions of Of just being a regular parent, you know, because it's the same thing you do with our own kids, you know, so I just wanted to make it, you know, easy to read just like I'm just sitting out having a conversation with you, but at the end of the day hopefully inspire you to continue to foster or to start if you haven't done
0: it. Yes, I love that so much that makes me so excited I am. Just loving the fact that you said, you know, it's about all the emotions. I think sometimes we do, as foster parents in the thick of it, get bogged down with like the heaviness of it. But if we're really being honest, like you said, like it's just like parenting in general. And there's always going to be those like really hard days and there's always going to be those hilarious moments. Like I feel like, you know, even on a really hard like behavior day in my house, I've got looking at my husband at the end of the day, I'm like, did you see what he did today? Did you hear what he said? Like, did you hear what she just did? And it's hilarious and they bring us so much joy as well right. so do right. you can you like highlight one of the funny like stories from your book for just, <laughs> just for the sake of a laugh for us yeah
1: uh I, it was a situation to one day i um i was coming home and uh i passed by the krispy kreme donut sign you know the hot light was on so yeah <laughs> i had to stop for the kids right i had to stop for the kids, that's you know, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I picked up the donuts and I came home and this particular day was me uh one of my kids was here and my two sons so I came home and we all ate a couple of donuts or whatever and um there were a few left on the table in the box so I went into the living room and I kind of dozed off and took a little small nap and I thought about it when I woke up hey I didn't put these donuts up you know get them out of the box and put them in a bag so when I walked back into the kitchen there was uh the box was empty but the box was kind of opened a little bit so you know my two sons was here they were a little bit older so i asked them i said hey, did you guys put the donuts up or finish the rest of the donuts in the box and they were like no i didn't touch him so i went to my youngest son and he was like uh no i didn't touch him either so the only somebody else is in the house is the four-year-old kid that i had and he's in the <laughs> back room and he's playing on the floor with his cars and you know and i walked back there and i looked in the room and his back is turned to me but he's playing with this little man and cars and trucks four-year-old you know so i didn't really think about it so i I kind of looked at him and I saw something kind of on the floor, but I didn't really know what it was. So I, I said, hey, did you, uh, did you did you eat those donuts? So he had his back turned to me. He kind of shook his head <laughs> no. And uh, so I said, turn around. And <laughs> and when he turned around, he had a full mustache and beard full of glaze, you know, all around his, his mouth and chin or whatever. So the, what I was looking at was glaze on his fingers and it was on the, all of his toys. So at this point, you know, I know he ate donuts, right, you know, but it was so funny because I said, hey, did you, are you sure you don't know what happened to the donuts? And he looked at me straight in the face and he said, Corey, I have no idea what happened to those donuts, you know, and, and now it's taken everything in me not to laugh because I, I know, you know, he's, he ate them. And I can't even discipline him about not yes. telling the truth because it's so funny. I'm I'm almost about to laugh, just looking <laughs> at him right now. So I said, okay, let me let me figure out a way how to clean this up, like literally clean this up. So I thought about it for a second. I said, Hey, I said, I'll tell you what, just do me a favor. If you see somebody go in the kitchen and eat the donuts up without permission, just next time just come and tell me and I'll make sure I take care of them. And he said, Okay, I'll make sure I do that. So I said, Let's get up and wash your hands and wash the men off and we can uh Continue to go play with your toys. So I literally had to wash his hands, wash his toys, clean them up. So I literally had to clean up the whole situation uh, from the donut. So I, I call him the donut killer in the book. I think <laughs> I put that story. <laughs> I
0: love it. Well, see, but that is such a great like example of just like giving the kids grace and handling it. You know, it's like it doesn't always have to be a battle. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be this like federal case. We can just be like, you yeah. know what? That's hilarious. We can mm-hmm. wash your hands and call it a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nobody aware
0: so and I love the like straight face. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I, I have mean, no he
1: idea. Was, he was serious. I mean, so serious that I almost started laughing. I was kind of like, How is he looking at me with the straight face? And I mean, his full He's mouth like. and chin had glaze, <laughs> hands had glaze on it. I'm like, <laughs> dude. If you go into the courtroom, you're going to be guilty all day long. You've got to just
0: have your so, alibi set, sir. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it, it was, that was that's one of the stories I tell people all the time. So you, you get a lot of fun stories with these kids also.
0: I love that. Oh, well, thank you. That is, I needed that laugh today for sure. and But other people do too. Woo. Um, I want to ask you too, though, because you're bringing a unique perspective of a foster father, mm-hmm. like what – are there different challenges that you think fostered, foster dads face versus foster moms?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, um, uh, it's, I think it's both sides. I think we kind of have a good side because a lot of the kids kind of, kind of they'll try moms a little bit faster than, than that. You know, like, you know, mom can say, hey, sit down, sit down, sit down, and they don't do it. And I, a gal will say, sit down, and they'll jump right to it. So sometimes it's an advantage to it. Uh, also, um it can be a disadvantage at times, especially like, um, if there's, um, I've had this, this scenario happen to me a couple of times to where a kid kind of, um, his mom kind of asked him to, I was he was actually a real undisciplined kid. Mm-hmm. So when I, when, and I was trying to teach him discipline, teach him, Hey, that's, you don't just run on the couch with your shoes on. You have to ask before you go into the refrigerator. So we had a lot of work to do. So when, when he would get his visits with her, he was, she was noticing, the change in him, how he was acting better. Mm-hmm. And she took it negatively toward me, kind of like, well, he must be doing something wrong or he must be hitting my child or whatever. And, you know, it's like I was the bad guy because mm-hmm. I was a male, you know, and I was like, you know, that wasn't really fair because I was the fun guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, it was that, but I am teaching your son about a lot of things that he just probably just didn't get at home, mm-hmm. you know, with her. So, you know, sometimes it can be a little unfair about, you know, stuff like that. And um, I had another situation where a kid, and it was kind of funny, but I was like, yeah, he was on a phone call with his mom. And um, before he got on the phone, he was laughing and joking and jumping around the house and playing. And he played on his mom. Like, when she got on the phone, he kind of got sad. And he was like, hello, you know, playing that little. And she was like, what's wrong? Is that man doing something to you? I mean, she instantly thought that it was something negative toward me because there was a male in the house, you know? So, you know, things like that is kind of like, you know, I don't know if, if it just played on her because she didn't, she couldn't tell because she was just going yeah. off his voice. And he was smiling the whole time, but he was just playing on her like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I kind of took the rap for it like I was the bad guy. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of both worlds being the bad.
0: Oh, that is hard. So how do you deal with that when that kind of stuff happens? Are you like, do you, does well, it really bother you? How do you handle it?
1: Well, I asked him, I said, "Hey, why, why did you, why did you act like that on the phone with, with moms? You know, she's going to think I'm a bad guy. And He was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Just, you know, he just, and I, and what I tried to do was just let time tell because mm-hmm. um, I couldn't really uh, talk to her or change her mind or whatever. So I just continued to do everything that I had been doing. And then when we started having visits and I would see her, I think over time she was like, Oh, you know what? Well, this guy is really good to my kids, you know, and she, she even said that, you know, to me. She told me, she was like, hey, you, you've you done an excellent job with my kids. Uh, please take care of them. Something happened to me. And, you know, wow. so we, we were really, really in a good re- relationship uh, after that. It was just that little moment that he had just playing on mom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it kind of made, made me seem like I was the bad guy, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's so, like, admirable, honestly, that you could take that interaction that was kind of, like, negative towards you in the beginning and be like, you know, that's a one-time interaction. Time's going to tell time over time. Like I will prove, you know, I will show her what like a good dad I am and that I'm trustworthy. Cause I think that's really what it is. And that was my experience too, with my kiddos bio. Mama was just like, you know, this is hard. I can, I don't even understand what you're feeling in this moment as a mom who's had her kids removed. But at the same time, like, I'm here to do whatever it takes to over the long haul show you that like, I love them, I love you, yeah. and we're going to all be on the same scene.
1: Right, because I, I started thinking about it from her perspective. I said, okay, well, what if that was my child and I don't see it, see my child, and I hear them on the phone and I hear a sad voice? You know, you could possibly think something like that. So I wasn't mad or anything. I just kind of, mm-hmm. It was just, she didn't say that about mom, my wife, she just said that it's the guy, you know, it was, I, it automatically came toward me and I was just like, wait a minute, you know, but I I kind of understood that she just didn't know. And I just wanted to make sure that I, I showed her in time that um, I was a guy, a guy she could trust.
0: That's amazing. Oh, so thankful for that. And just that wisdom to do that because I think it's, it's so important. I think sometimes like we could get in a situation like that and feel like our temper flare, you know, be like, what, yeah. like, how could you, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, no, like that's not helpful. And it's, us, you know, honestly not giving them the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. I love that. Um, well, what if uh, there are some prospective foster dads out there who are like maybe starting their courses or maybe thinking having some conversations with their wives?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: what kind of advice would you give them as they're just starting out on their foster care journey?
1: Well, I, I just want to let them know that that, it, that um, the male figure is so important in the lives of our young people, um, boys or girls, uh, just having that male figure there and a different perspective. I know a lot of times it's mostly mostly moms. But having that that figure there is real important. Um, and if you don't have a lot, you know, two things you do have is time and experience. You know, you, you're older, you've been through more things. There's a lot that you can bring to the table to teach these young people. And um, I just say go for it, do it. You know, um, open your heart up, open your home up, and um, and, and just look at it for what it's worth, and just look at it. You're doing it for the right reason. You know, you're going in and trying to help somebody in the situation to where they're actually they they need you. You know, yes. so you know, you go in there and just do the best you can, and um. Try to love them and try to be patient with them and do the things you can to try to make them better when they leave your house than they were when they came in your house.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such good advice. Um, Now, I know for me and for most of the foster parents that I work with, Mm -hmm. it's like the most emotionally draining thing that I have ever done and that they've ever done. Um, It's a very it can be very taxing, especially like you said, if you've got many kids coming and going and, you know, just all the emotions that come with that. How do you or how have you like kind of maintained your mental health during all of your years of fostering?
1: Yeah, I think it's important that you um you know it takes a village to raise kids, even with foster kids or whatever. So you know, I have my two sons and my wife here, and our extended family also. so I just think it's important to try to best you can to try to do some of the things that you like to do that you enjoy doing. Um, even if it's going to the gym, you know, see if there's a family member who can watch him for 30 minutes. Get a chance to, to kind of get away and 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 go do something that you enjoy doing, and then come back. You know, just try to keep a, a balance to the best of your ability to do things that that you normally do. You know, by yourself. You know, I think that's important to try to keep that little time, whether it's small or large. Just just use the use the the family and use the um the resources that you have, like respite. You know, you have an option to where people can you get the kids for a weekend or a day or two or something like that, but just utilize your resources to do the best that you can so that you can have a little time to do things that you enjoy doing as well. And it's just keep the middle part of it balance.
0: Yeah. I love that. This idea of, you know, taking that, making sure you take that time for you. I think so yep. many foster parents are, and I was in the beginning like, Oh no, no, like I don't need that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eventually you just, you can't, <laughs> function right. that way. It's going to catch up to you and you you do need it. We all need it. So I love that that was important for you as well as a foster dad. That's mm. amazing. Well, I want people to be able to find your books and connect mm. with you online. So where can we find all things Corey McKinney? Because I think you're okay. just such an awesome person to follow. I've enjoyed following <laughs> you. I want to make sure everyone else can too.
1: Yeah, I have a website uh, and both of my books are on the website. A lot of my speaking and information is on there. And it's ww.coreymkinny.net, C-R-R-E-Y, M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y.net. And uh, you can see all my information. My books can be ordered on there as well. Uh, I sign them and I mail them out to you. Um, that my books are also on Amazon and I'm on uh social media sites. I'm on Facebook, Corey McKinney, and Instagram at, at thecore McKinney. And just got my new TikTok page called at the hey. Corey McKinney as well. So I'm trying Love to get that. Uh, LinkedIn, some on all the social media sites, and um, so they can contact me there. And um, actually, for speaking engagements, I'm, my email address is two at gmail.com. That's G O I N G F O R T O O at gmail.com. So that's a, another way to get in contact with me as well.
0: Perfect. Well, I'll make sure that we link that all up um, in the show description so that people yeah. could just click on it and find you very easily.
1: Yeah. And
0: thank you, Corey, so much for the work that you're doing and have done. I mean, it's just, Hugely important. And I'd love to have you back on at some point to chat more. Yeah. Um, but thank you for being here. And thanks for all that you've done.
1: And thank you, too, for having me. And thanks for everything that you've done and what you're doing. And I'll follow you as well. So I'm always proud to see, you know, fellow foster parents out there and your, your message that you put out there is so inspiring and is so needed. So continue to do everything that you're doing as well. So because you, you're making uh, ways for us to to get this word out there and try to just try to keep the positivity going in the foster world until we can continue to, you know, receive God's blessings. Because that's the way you receive your blessings by helping others. So we can just continue to push this message out there with fostering or adopting or just helping kids in general. I understand, you know, everybody can't foster, but truth be told, we all can do something, you know. Ooh,
0: something yes, sir. Yes, that's real. Thank you so much. I love it. And we will um, talk again soon. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.